Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday. Isaac, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? Hey, Doc Holiday, man. Listen, it's March Madness, and I gotta be be honest, man. Uh, word for the day is recovering. I am recovering after my Tigers, your Tigers, with a uh, disappointing loss. I mean, I'll call it a disappointing loss. I'll call it a. Um, uh, not a disappointing effort because I think my guys and, and the coaching staff did a tremendous job going against the overall number one seed, Gonzaga. Uh, and uh, Doc, feel like the chair was pulled from under us, man. So I'll leave it at that. Um, I know a lot of us really can't really just rain on the referees. Uh, I know Coach Hardaway, he can't. But you know what? Guys played uh, uh, a very awesome brand of basketball. Shouts out to Tyler Harris, uh, Duran. All those guys, Dandridge, man, they played a awesome game. And, man, congratulations to a successful season to the Memphis Tigers basketball squad. I ain't going to leave it at that, man. Our brother Penny Hardaway can't rain on the referees, but I can rain on them, man. It was some bullshit. They cheated us, dog. They took from us. And our Rams fans, allow me and Isaac to talk about our Memphis Tigers. We made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Took on the number one overall seed, Gonzaga, in case you don't know. We ended up losing by a couple of points. We had them up 10 at halftime, outrunning them. They were outcoached. Penny was outcoaching Mark Few. He was out game planning him. He was out executing him. He was out everything. And then when they came out in the second half, before you know it, man, we had five fouls on our big men two or three minutes into the first second half. That lead dwindled away. We couldn't play defense on their best player, Drew Timmy, so he was able to get loose. Gonzaga, who played physically, didn't have a foul called on them until – Eight minutes left in the ball game, and they just took it from us, man. We can say what it is, bro. They took the game from us, man. And it ain't nothing about us being sour. 
they took the game for, from us, bro, and it was Bush, and they, they they cheated us, dog. It is what it is, Isaac. Hey, Major League Baseball is back, man. They had a slave, a slogan, a, a ad not long ago where it says, let the kids play, man. Man, let the kids play, man. That was a great basketball game. It was. And I always hate to see the referees get in the middle of something like that, man. Let the kids decide it, man. They were out there playing hard. They practice all year round. They prepare their bodies for moments like this. Let them have it, man. And Steve Lapis, once again, man, I heard you call our first, the Memphis Tigers our first-round game against Boise State. You suck. You called the game against Gonzaga. Dude, you suck. It was obvious that you do not like Penny Hardaway. You do not like the Memphis Tigers. So you suck, bro. And you know what else kind of sucks, though, Isaac? I understand it, but I saw it coming. Bro, Robert Woods, man, the Rams trading away Robert Woods. Now, we're going to talk about why they traded him away, but they traded him to the Tennessee Titans for a 2023 sixth-round pick. So the Titans got to deal it, even though Robert Woods hurt his ACL last year, but ACL injuries are not like they used to be where they were career injuries. You know what I'm saying? Cats come back from ACL injuries. But the Rams traded Robert Woods to the Tennessee Titans, and the, what, the reason they were able to do it because they signed – wide receiver Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears last week to a three-year, $45 million deal, $30 million guarantee. So when that happened, I was wondering, okay, uh, somebody going to have to go, and it ended up being Bobby Tree. So first of all, Isaac, losing Robert Woods, man, somebody who the Rams love, the players love, but we know this is a business, man. It's, it's kind of tough, bro. Well, Doc, it is the business side of football, uh, of the, of this industry, man. And it happens every year. But, you know, when you talk about Robert Woods, Bobby Trees, as we call him, the fans love him. I mean, so how many times uh, when he left after he injured his ACL did we hear the term the heart and soul of our football team? And that's ex exactly what and who he is and was to our football team, man. When, when things seem to get a little bit stagnant uh, offensively, uh, we'd start looking for uh, the the jet sweeps by Robert Woods. We start looking to get the ball into his hands. Uh, he was one of our lead blockers. And he just did everything, uh, you know, that we needed done from an offensive standpoint, man. Uh, just the leader of that offense. And, and you see, uh, after the Super Bowl, on the podium, I mean, guys were making sure that uh, Robert Woods had an opportunity to hold and hoist that Lombardi trophy on that stage and have his picture taken with that trophy because, he was an integral part of everything that we did offensively, man. For the last maybe four or five years uh, since he's been there and Coach McVay has been in town, it's always been Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. So those 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 two guys and those three those three guys together, grouped together, have had a lot of success for the Los Angeles Rams. He's truly going to be missed, um, you know, but it's, it's the position of a general manager, man, in this league to have to make those tough decisions like that. And unfortunately, that pendulum swung and uh, Robert Woods uh, uh, way this time, and he's off to Tennessee. I, you know what? Um, I think it, I think we were most definitely trying to really get him out of the NFC, man, because, you know, what's the shock of being traded is over, Doc. You know, that that vengeance and that revenge starts to kick in for, for we, you know, competitive athletes. So, you know, putting him in the AFC was probably a good thing for the Rams. And looking at Robert Woods, man, I kind of figured, man, after they signed uh, Allen Robinson to that huge deal, bringing him in because Allen Robinson is really a number one receiver, but he won't be a number one receiver with the Rams. That's Cooper Cup. 
So he's definitely a number two receiver. Then you're looking at Robert Woods. He owed $13.5 million next season. And I was like, there's no way they're going to have a $15 million receiver, $16 million receiver. And Robert Woods' average salary, I think, has been $16 million in one room uh, with all that money tied up. And I, I also think, you know, once the Rams won the Super Bowl without him, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you know, we, we love you, but I know we can get this done without you. Uh, and it's really not a lot of loyalty when you come to the NFL because NFL teams and execs, they make business decisions, and this was a business decision. So I hate to see Robert Woods leaving, but I do understand uh, because they're bringing in Allen Robinson. Now, you, I didn't get a chance to talk to you when the Rams signed Allen, Allen Robinson, and they caught me off guard. Now, I did mention in the show when I text you, you was like, whoa. So the Rams signing Allen Robinson, how much of a surprise was that to you, Isaac? Because I didn't see it coming, bro. Well, I think it's one of those, uh, another one of those uh, less lead moves. Uh, I feel like, you know, Allen Robinson has been a number one wide receiver for the last couple of years in Chicago. Um, I think his his production level, his talents have kind of been covered up based on, you know, who was coaching him in Chicago. Uh, he's playing with a young quarterback in Chicago and Justin Fields, who really hadn't gotten acclimated to the speed of the game in the, on the professional level. But I feel like Allen Robinson, man, he has a lot to bring. He has a lot of juice. I mean, he's he's a guy that can separate. He can push it downfield. Uh, he's a, one of those short yardage guys. And I don't like to put the title of uh, possession receiver on, a, on, on any wide receiver that's playing in the NFL because I feel like Allen Robinson is that guy who can not only do for us uh, what, you know, probably Robert Woods did for us as far as production standpoint, but probably take it to another level. So I think, you know, with, with his signing, and the trading of Robert Woods, I think it puts us in a better position to say, okay, we can go out and re-sign OBJ. And now we have another formidable wide receiver group, very talented with the emergence of uh, uh, Jefferson and with the, the, the awesome production of Cooper Cup, have all that available to Sean McVay and, and Matthew Stafford, man, and go for it again, Doc. Now, I, I'm going to ask you this, Isaac. you think it's an upgrade? Is Allen Robinson an upgrade on, over uh, Robert Woods? I say yes, basically, because, you know, he's he's a big – he's 6'3". He's a great route runner. I don't know if we can do – we don't know if he can do all the things Robert Woods done. You know, he can't put him in the backfield or run the rock. But as far as blocking concern, you know, I think he can do that. But upgrade, what what you think, Isaac? Well, when you compare the two, Doc, you got to compare the intangibles of, of what they bring to the table. Robert Woods is a leader on the offense. Uh, he probably wasn't as vocal as many other leaders that we've seen in the past, but he's definitely the the true leader. He was one of our captains, so he got the ship and the ball rolling. He was that engine in in that in that that motor car that we call the Los Angeles Rams offense and got everything going. So when you compare the two, you're really not comparing, uh, you know, their their production on the field as far as route running and other things like that. Both are superb route runners, can get separation, can get open. However. When you talk about Robert Woods, you talk about the heart and soul of what we wanted to be as a football team, and that remains to be seen with the addition of Allen Robinson. That's a great. That's, I mean, that's a great answer. You're, you're correct, man. You know, just looking at physical, uh, you look at the production Allen Robinson played with. You, you know, he played with Justin Fields, then, but then you know, before that, it was Trubisky, and Trubisky was horrible. So, you know, I, I, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do with a Matthew Stafford because you know Matthew yeah. Stafford can toss that thing around. And speaking of Matthew Stafford, bro, Rams are like, you know what, Matthew, we don't want you. You know, we we can't give you what Aaron Rodgers got, but we're gonna give you some. some we're gonna give you a, a, a lot more Luciano. They like Matthew Stafford. We know 
you're going into the last year, the fifth year of a contract that's, that paid you $135 million. So you got $135 million in the bag. You know, how about how, how about this, Matthew? How about we give you 160 more over four years? So the Rams and Matthew Stafford agreed to a four-year 160. Hold on, hold on. $135 million guaranteed. So, uh, yeah, Isaac. I mean, all I'm going to say is, is yeah, Isaac. He, he, he got the bag, bro. Well, Doc, I, you know what? I love these type deals because they're done with no noise. You notice it, there wasn't a lot of publication, even in the, the, the second largest media uh, outlet, which is Los Angeles, California. There was, there was no noise on this deal. So a lot of people expected, I guess both parties expected this deal to get done. And it was done in a tremendous way, Doc. So you're talking about a guy who's, you know, entering his 13th or 14th season in the National Football League and to get an extension of this magnitude, Doc. It, I mean, it's awesome. $135 million, man. It's generational wealth. Uh, it changes the lives of so many people that's affiliated with, with Matthew Stafford. And it puts the Rams in a better place, man. I mean, it gives us a little cap relief relief uh, to go out and, and, and give that extension to Mr. One Aaron Donald. I'm sure he's next in line for that extension. So um, it's, it's what it, it's, it's probably one of the second things that we as athletes play for, Doc. We, we all come in playing for, for an opportunity to play in a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, and at the same time be well compensated for our talents and gifts. Now, and, he, and he's speaking of, yeah, they want to get Aaron Donald a contract extension, but you 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 wonder how, you know, AD thinks. I ain't going to speak for him. He's a grown man, but like, okay, you're going to take care of Stafford first, you're going to take care of me first. So Stafford has gotten taken care of. So who's priority here? Well, I think AD, you know, I mean, Stafford just got, he had one, he had one year left on the deal that he already had with Detroit. So, uh, with AD, but yeah, but you're right. You, you, the key thing, it helps us get some salary cap space because they know the Rams are $20 million or something over the salary cap going into the off season. So they're able to maneuver. But as far as signing Matthew Stafford, man, like the deal, I'm glad he gonna come, he's, he's going to stay around, but I, I want to go back real quick though, to these wide receivers. Now we got Robert Woods. He's out of it. Allen Robinson easily comes in. He's the number two receiver now because Cooper cup is that dude. Allen Robinson may thank you that dude, but Cooper Cup is that dude. So we'll see how his attitude and everything meshes with, you know, being a secondary option because he's used to being a, a, a the primary option, uh, even though he kind of, you know, played with a, a young quarterback and a quarterback that was some trash. But OBJ, I know people say the Rams are still, you know, uh, interested in trying to, trying to sign him. We know he hurt his ACL. We'll see about that, but. What is this? I mean, now it seems, though, that they traded Robert Woods because I was wondering what what did that mean for Van Jefferson and these other receivers in the room when they got Allen Robinson. But now it looks like the Rams, from what it looks like now, they're like, okay, Van, we still believe in you, man. We're going in, you're going into your third year. So it looks like he yeah. still maybe be solidified as that third wide receiver. Absolutely. Hopefully for his own sake, Doc. I mean, he, look at, he looks and sees the business of, uh, of of this industry of football, of what what's happening in front of his face? I mean, so you take it upon yourself. I mean, uh, you know, on paper you may not be called the Rams' number one wide receiver, but in your mind, in your house, in the kingdom that is called Van Jefferson, you are the number one wide receiver wherever you go, and that's the mindset that you should have. I'm pretty sure when Allen Robinson steps on 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 campus in the park. He's going to be thinking he's the number one option for the for the uh, Los Angeles Rams, as he should. And that only puts him in a position to make us better. As a unit, as that wide receiver group unit, you got all guys in that meeting room thinking the same. And uh, I don't expect anything different. So Van Jefferson, 
uh, take care of your business within your household, get yourself better. The, the small things that you probably <clears throat> didn't do well, let's work on those things, man. Let's start, let's start working on catching that deep pass, contested passes. And there are drills that you can do, and I'm sure he's probably going over it. Um, you know, like he, he's a legacy doc. His dad played in the league for 14 plus years. So I'm sure there are going to be things that he and his dad want to make uh, as far as making adjustment, as far as his game is concerned. And we'll see a different, better version of Van Jefferson coming into this league, coming into next season. And you talk about a legacy, man. Somebody else who's also a legacy, man, legacy football player like the Rams. Well, the Rams have decided to keep Brandon Powell around, which is great because, you know, returner, dog, especially pump. Hey, dude does some things, man. BP, he's from Deerfield Beach. Florida, the look, the, 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 and, and the reason why I want to salute Brandon Powell because I didn't talk about him a lot, like we didn't talk about him a lot last season. But his dad, man, Memphis Tigers, man, played with me at Memphis, man, Brian Powell. So, hey, BP, if you listening, man, salute to you, salute to your son. So, uh, I'm glad to see BP stand around because he did, he was able to give us a little boost in the return game, man, and uh, uh we need that. Well, not only that, Doc, whenever you reach out and you extend a guy that's primarily been your returner for, you know, probably two years, maybe a half a year. Now we're looking for him to evolve, maybe evolve into uh, a third third down receiver, a slot receiver, a guy that can go in and spell some of these new guys now. So that's the mentality that the Rams have with extending a guy like Brandon Powell. I mean, let's not forget Steve Smith, the great Steve Smith started as a punt returner. He started as a kick returner for the Carolina Panthers before he evolved into the one of the best wide receivers to ever play this game. So that's probably where the Rams are looking at Brandon Powell being from Deerfield Beach. He has it in his DNA. So he needs to go out and prove that now. So, I mean, it, wherever he is, hook up with, with Van Jefferson and start seeing not only kick returner, start seeing yourself as a wide receiver in the National Football League who can make plays every Sunday. And you're right, man. And he does have to, because you're right. After they extend you and bring you back, they're like, we don't just want you to be returned. We need you to evolve in the position that you play because you didn't come here as that, you know, we, you, you play the position to get some attention. But my whole thing is a two, 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 well, your, your, your other guy from what you doing, bro. Hey, two, 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 because if, if BP returning, you know, he's, he's the he's a returner, which is something that you could do. But he also plays receiver as well. So that means Tutu has, to me, it means Tutu has a lot of growing and a lot of learning to do, which is nothing wrong with that. But this is what that means. If you bring, if you resign BP and he's your return guy and he's also a receiver, that's letting me know that Tutu, they're not even thinking about you in that return game. And they're not even thinking about you as far as in the receiving room right now to contribute anything. Well, hey, Doc, once again, it's not it's about not giving up your power about who you are and not just receiving those labels who your position coach is giving you, your, your head coach is giving you, but who you are. When you look in that mirror, who do you decide to be Tutu Atwell? What type of player and what type of legacy are you going to leave in this league? And it's totally up to you, totally your responsibility. I mean, you got guys everywhere. You got YouTube. You got guys who are holding clinicals every year about route running, the art of route running. You got you know, Cole Beasley's of the world who are, who are, who are looking to train, find these guys, man, you got money, get you a flight and go out and stay with these guys, get, go out on the field, practice with them, develop better practice habits, get stronger on, on the inside and watch it starts to flourish on the outside. So that's my advice to all these guys, man, guys who, who, uh, who probably didn't have the success that they wanted to have the, the previous year, 
this time right here in the wilderness, Doc, this where this is where you start to build that inner strength and become, you know, evolve into that player that the Rams drafted. This is a second round pick, man. That's a pretty high pick for a guy like Tutu. Yeah, man. You invest in yourself, man. This is serious. This is professionals, not not high school, not college. You gotta invest in stuff. You gotta invest in yourself. You gotta spend some time in your profession because this is your this is your profession and uh spend some time and in investment in honing your skills. And speaking of investment, man, the Rams have invested in some free agents and stuff, but one free agent they was like they wanted to invest in, but not quite that much. So this free agent said, you know, I got the holler. Von Miller got on down like six years, $120 million for Buffalo, man. $120 million from Buffalo. I wanted to keep him, but he, they, they, we, gonna, we weren't going to keep him at that price. But I know you're happy for Von Miller for getting that loop, man, because at 33, to get a six-year deal, $120 million, salute to you, goggled man. Oh, yes, sir, man. I mean, Doc, one of the best to ever to do it. Uh, he still has a lot of juice in that tank, man. We've seen it, particularly in, in our entire postseason, uh, culminating into the Super Bowl. Uh, performance that had getting after Joe Barrow the way he did. There's a lot of juice left in that tank of Mr. Von Miller. So uh, I think Buffalo has got a good one. They have a great scheme up, up up there that they like to run. They're one of the 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 few franchises left that have defensive-minded head coaches. So Sean McDermott. So bring this guy in and add that to what you have defensively. I mean, you gotta you gotta look at the division that they're in. That AFC East. They got some decent quarterbacks and guys that they have to get after. So uh, Von Miller is definitely needed up there in the AFC East, and I think he's going to make his presence felt. And speaking of presence felt, man, I don't like the presence of these scouts that was at this Michigan Pro Day, man. And that's real quickly before we get up out of here. I'm looking at the video of uh, a Michigan defensive – he called him outside – you called him outside linebacker, defensive end, David Ajabo. He's one of the top prospects in the NFL draft. Pro Day, man, he, you know, ran Pro Day. I think he said he was only going, he was only doing individual drills. Uh, hurt his Achilles and he's on the ground, Isaac. And he hurt his Achilles and the, the scout coach slash coach or whoever the hell he is, bro. Don't even look at him. Just walk right past him to pick up the football and go, you know, and he's literally laying on the field about 15 to 20 seconds before anybody even makes a move towards him. Now, to me, this is what pisses me off so much because I understand this is a businessman, but that is a human being. That is not only as a man, it's a young man who's probably on the ground like, I just lost myself millions of dollars. I'm hurting. And the fact that that scout slash coach or whoever he is, man, didn't even look at the young man or try to motion for help. Bro, Ike, that pissed me off so much, man. And, 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 and I wanted to choke the dude, but hearing about that, is it surprising to you that scouts coaches do that? Because it's obvious that dude, that coach couldn't care less about David Ajabo laying on the ground hurt. Well, first of all, Doug, I hope the young man is is, is well. I mean, I wish him speedy recovery. And, uh, you know, and hopefully he learns the lessons from, from this, Doc. But I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. I mean, it, you know, there, I think we all have a position to play. Uh, you have your, your pro days that are taking place all over the country right now. You have your, your Michigan alum. You have your Michigan uh, uh, people who are getting these guys stretched, who are getting these guys uh, uh, prepared for their pro days, their strength coaches, everyone who is involved. And he also has his personal agency who are also uh, kind of managing his career, so to speak, right now until he gets drafted. So uh, it's unfortunate that it happens. We see it happen just about every year. One of these guys goes goes down in their pro day and probably affects their stock in a negative in a negative way. But at the same time, Doc, it's kind of like what we've been talking about this entire segment. 
It's about you investing in yourself, not giving up your power, uh, making the choice to either run at a, at a combine at your pro day or just, just say here, uh, just look at everything I've done on film up to this moment from my Michigan days and make a, make a decision based off of that. Now, that's, that's, that's keeping your power. If you want to work out, it's up to you. If you don't, it's, it's not up to you. So you should feel like that you're at a position or a point where, right now where your film can speak for itself. It's unfortunate to see this guy go down the way he did. Man, I wish him speedy recovery. And, uh, you know, as far as that scout is concerned, Doc, he has a job to do. You know, his job is probably only, you know, to, to pick up the football and, and, and keep it moving to the next drill. I mean, we, we come from a mentality of that. Yeah. Well, a guy gets injured on the field. We, what do we say? We are coaches say, roll him to the side. You yeah. got to keep going. But that true human nature, like you spoke of, that love that should be in, in all of us, Doc, sometimes it's not exercise, it's not evident, and uh, we, we push other things ahead of just being uh, uh, brotherly love or humanly love. We push those things aside, and, and, and uh, we go after the stuff that really don't matter. My man ain't my brother, man. Sucker. But anyway, uh, yeah, man. But and, and and my thing before we get up out of here, bro. If I'm a top, if I'm a top NFL prospect, I'm not going through drills. For what? They're unnecessary. Look at my film. If I'm a top prospect, especially first rounder, I'm not I'm not going through drills because I, I can only get hurt and I can only hurt myself. Because that's the kind of stuff that happens. Now it don't happen to everybody, but it's a possibility it can happen. There was to me, there was no reason for Big Dog to go through drills, even though he was going through that. Uh, that does not that does not translate on to the field, bro. You seeing me out here running in shorts because I've seen a bunch. We've seen a bunch of dudes with they be workout wonders and be sorry as hell, dog. So if I was a top NFL prospect, I tell you all, man, don't run. Just like Isaac said, keep your power. It's your. It's your. It, it's you have the discretion whether to work out or not. You want a forty? Okay, I might give you a forty. You want a broad jump or a or, or standing line? I might give you that. That's it. All that all that crap that he was doing, man, it's totally unnecessary. But anyway, anything else you want to add, Isaac, before we get out of here, man? We still yeah, hurt from yeah, this Doc. Tiger's law. Yeah, I think most guys are already slotted where they're going to be taken. I mean, yes. there's, there's, a, there's a lot of that that's going on, and guys want a second look. So you can give guys a second opinion if you choose to. But if you don't choose to, I mean – it's not on you. I feel like, you know, once you get in, once we all get into training camp, there's no more first round, second round. Third. All yeah. of that is out the window. We see rookie free agents who blossom in training camps who probably did nothing in college. And, and those guys are the ones who really make the league what it is. As you look at the whole landscape of the National Football League, it's more like third round picks, fourth round picks, sixth round picks. These guys are the ones who are making noise, having great careers and, and ending up in the Hall of Fame somewhere. Yeah, anything else you want to add, Isaac, before we get up out of here, bro? No, I'm good, man. That was a good show, Doc. Yeah, it was a good show, man. Thank you, man. All praises to the most high. That's going to do it for another great episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce. And welcome back, man. You know, I know you be busy, man. Last week I was like, oh, man, but you be busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Praises, praises, praises. Anyway, another great episode of Ramblings. Until next week, we out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones 
who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.